Welcome back my friends to the Sal's Talk That Never Ends. We have a great show for you, A. To the D. To the LAU Outer is here. What a get. Johnny and Darren have a great conversation on a variety of topics and mostly avoid talking about the fucking shit-ass Cubs. Johnny felt a little bad about how long the Cubs talk went on despite pretty legit efforts to limit it, so you will be pleased to learn there are time stamps in the show notes if you are not a real one. And honestly not being a real one is the better way to be. Fuck this team. Even 13 minutes or whatever is too much. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time yet again. We're here. We're going to talk about sauce. We're going to talk about fellowship. We're going to talk about what it means to be a man. And so who could I have? Who could join me on such a special episode? It's not really a special episode. We're just going to do like normal stuff. I don't know why I built it up that way. It's Aaron Lauder. Aaron, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Johnny. Good to see you. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. It's good to good to be here. It's July. We live in a place where July, at least right now, is pretty nice. How, is, it, it, is it pretty nice down that way? It's lovely down here. Yeah. It was dry and then it was wet, but it's been lovely. So... So you came on the podcast to tell me about things that was dry and now I'll be wet. <laughs> well, we had like this horrible drought. I don't know if it was that bad up there, but like everybody's yard was yellow and everything. And now it's rained for about two straight weeks. Damn. But the temperature and everything has been nice. So when I it's like not that. raining, it's been lovely. Yeah. Sounds good. Hey, Aaron, eat anything good lately? I think so. The first thing that comes to mind is um, the ribs my friend smoked for the 4th of July party a oh, few boy. weeks ago. This they were very great. good. Yeah, so I honestly don't know where they came from or what they did to them, but they put them in the smoker all day, I think probably for about two days since we had the long weekend. And so we were over in the backyard, had some ribs, played some games, and I saw 4th of July, but uh, that smoky flavor, tender, pretty nice pork ribs uh, in the smoker. I don't, I don't do a lot of smoking. I don't own a smoker myself, but um, I was really happy to be able to partake in their smoker yeah i love that shit that sounds amazing uh what kind of games you all play i learned how to play croquet yeah croquet kicks ass it was fun i haven't yeah, played I croquet since i was a kid but it was a lot of fun then just don't hit your foot i was not good there was one guy who like plays with his family all the time i guess and so he just kind of cleaned up but uh the rest of us had a great time yeah uh, plus you could pretend uh you're Charlie Sheen in uh, Major League. He plays there was croquet. A lot of, there were a lot yeah. of Charlie Sheen references. Upside game, down. Yeah. You can just say that every time. It's fucking amazing. Um, so it, it sounds like you've quietly, you ate something good and you played something good. I mean, if anything, you're doing double duty on this initial segment. You're off to a fantastic start, Aaron. I'm trying to bring my A game, Johnny. Did, did, you, did, you, did you, were these ribs... Soaked in a delicious sauce. You no, know, there, there was not. It was. Uh, I don't remember there being. They were not like smoked in the sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there were sauce. I could have dipped it in, but I think I just enjoyed the rib with the smoky flavor. I don't. I don't believe there was sauce involved in that. I put some brown mustard on the bratwurst, but uh, the ribs, I believe, I ate sauceless. It sounds like you were treated very well 
by whoever they were making all the food at this place. They were fantastic. Yeah, I was really happy with it. Um, I offered to supply the meat for the party, but I'm glad they took up uh, took it upon themselves because they did much better than I would have. It's delicious. <laughs> you were going to buy bologna at the grocery store, so. Just yeah, it was like frozen burger like, patties. Hey, guys, I could supply the meat. Do you like Oscar <laughs> Mayer bologna? If not, I'm not willing to supply the meat. Um, well, it, it's you say this this was like a Fourth of July thing, is that correct? Correct. Yeah, one of my uh, friends had a just backyard party, pretty mellow, uh, with some croquettes, uh, smoked meat. And so, so this is a common thing that comes up when you come on the podcast. You say this was like a casual thing one of your friends had. So I assume there were like seventy people you knew who were there. Uh, there might have been a dozen, fifteen. Yeah, I think that's about right. Must be nice. I, I didn't know everybody there. But now they're all your best friends. <laughs> we got along great. Yep. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. There was one of my friends who showed up with a Polaroid camera, like an, like an old school Polaroid camera. Like a legit a one from place. like way back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we talked. So that was you know, some great mementos. And um, he decided that he did not have anything to say to anybody anymore. So he bought this as a new personality. And it worked out great for the party. So good guy. Hmm. It sounds like tool behavior to me. <laughs> but it was self-aware, so, you know. Oh, it's, it's, if you're a self-aware tool, it's good? I think so. I think he was uh, I think he was being self-deprecating. Hmm. That's one way to describe it. Well, I thought about that as I was preparing to be on the podcast, because I wish I had a Polaroid camera right now. You you want to do that to me. You think that of me. I, you think, like, oh, I'll just tell John. I, got, I ain't got no ideas. I just do camera now. It'd be easier. Yeah. He got off easy that night. He had a great time without doing any work. So. You think uh, it'd be a good podcast? Aaron Lauder told no. us when he takes pictures of the screen. It would not be a good podcast, but um, it'd be easier on me. It'd be easier on me. But you. you know what? I'll take the sacrifice. I'll, I'll try and bring you some real content. Yeah. You can have lots of good content. Here, here I'll, I'll, run the content, I'll run the content ship for a second. This is perfect timing because I have a quick aside that is not really a story, but like thinking about something that occurred on the 4th of July that I enjoyed. Um, so Gina and I didn't do like a ton for the 4th of July because we moved on the 3rd of July. So we were like, it was, you know, four alarms over here. It was fucking crazy. And uh, just getting in. But I had people were like, oh, you know, live in Logan Square, Chicago neighborhood. Lots of people just shoot off fireworks everywhere. And they're like, if you just go to the park, you'll find a lot of people are just hanging out in the park and either shooting off fireworks or seeing people shoot off fireworks nearby. And so we went over there. It was fucking great. That's not the point. The point is we went over there at like, I don't know, whatever time would be good to go over there. Whatever you think would be smart, that's when we went because we're smart too. And we got over there and then uh, now... I don't, here's the thing. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know about me and Gina. Uh, we white. And so, like, things like, let's just drink a bottle of wine in the park. You just do it and it works out. I know this is bullshit. You shouldn't drink in public because it's illegal. And that some people get in fucking trouble when they drink in public. But if I go to the park and I'm just like, let's just drink this fucking bottle of wine. I'll just take it out and open it and pour it into cups and we'll drink it. Ain't nothing gonna happen. Ain't nothing did happen. We went over there, drank the wine. It was a wonderful time. But then all of a sudden, it was like 8.10. And it wasn't dark, but we were out of wine. And Gene was like, 
there's more wine in the house and we live very close to here. And I was like, that's fine. I will run home. This isn't a plug, but I in general want to say how wonderful it is, how anytime I am presented with the opportunity to run home when I am out and about and doing anything, I always have the best of times. Do you identify with this in the slightest before I describe it? Is it the running you're enjoying? Uh, Here's the thing. I've never enjoyed running. (laughs) Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, No, I mean the experience of bopping back into the house when you're out and about to get something. Do you you just, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's, I don't know if this is a thing anybody else cares about. No, I mean, I had to do that um, on the day of the party because we took over one of those easy up tent uh, things to the backyard party. You just throw it? And, no, it's like the tent. You you raise it up and it's just a little like uh, like you would have at a farmer's market. Oh, oh okay. I was thinking about the wrong kind of t- I was like you were talking about one of those tents you throw. Oh, in. like a little camping tent. Yeah, no, yeah, just yeah. like a camping. Oh, no, yeah, those things are cool. You, you put well, that whole forgot, thing up. You got, you got a fucking party going. We forgot the canopy part. So I brought the frame, but no, the, not the canopy so part. So it's a perfect opportunity to run home. Run home. And it was, no, it was really inconvenient. I had to go, you know, back halfway across town now, the dog got all worked let up. me like, stop you first off did you had to get back in the car i had to get back in the car i think that's time, that's gonna i agree that's a deal breaker so that was you gotta get back in the car all the fun stuff i'm gonna talk about doesn't really apply so maybe maybe i'm phrasing this poorly because you're right if i had if this was something where we had gone any significant distance and one of us needs to run back one of us needed to run back home that would that would be a real downer um so i'm i'm sorry you had to do that did did you do anything fun while you were home uh no but i i did find that uh that friend had left like um a cutting board and some other stuff at our house so i was able to at least get that put that in the garbage so they wouldn't yeah. come looking for it exactly yeah, smart no, I tried to be as uh, quick as possible so the dog wouldn't get too riled up. And the, um, the dog there is a thing, too, because the dog, when you come back home, thinks like, oh, like right. you always hear the dog doesn't really have the concept of time the same way. But once you come home, the dog thinks, well, that, that bad amount of time has passed. Now my friends are back. But actually, no, I'm back for 10 seconds. And then you're going to be fucking, fucking back on this. Yeah. So I tried to be I had to open the garage door. So he may have been. Just let him out to like leave, and he can run around the neighborhood. Yeah, well, he he crates. He he goes in the crate. Oh, okay, okay. sure. So I I hope he didn't even realize I was home, but you know, we'll never know. I tried not to. Yeah. So there was that. Now, also, I have to run home on occasion when Jordan and I are walking the dog, and she forgets that, and she realizes she does not have any bags for the dog. Mm -hmm. So that is a a sprint back to the house. While he finishes this time crunch is fucking up everything <laughs> so, I'm about here. I know. So all of my running home lately has been a real drag. Uh, I think this is a good example of... I've mentioned things like this before. But, like, I think there is an extent to which it is difficult to ask things of me that I don't want to do. So, like, if it were the bad one, someone else would do it. <laughs> like, if it were, like, the get home fast and get a bag, you'd be like, well, you forgot the bag. I can hang out with the dog while you go get the bag. Is that good? It's probably not good. Well, the deal is, since I got the bag, she used the bag. Oh, no, see, that, I, I do I'll, like I'll that. I'll take that trade. Yeah, yeah, I'll take yeah, that yeah. Trade. yeah, you're doing well with that trade. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've never done that fucking bag thing. Now, I've never had a dog, 
But I've been around some dogs. I'm not. I don't. That's that's not for me. If I got a dog, I'd have to figure something out. But I've, I've never yeah, done be, that. It's, it's gross. You'd be ostracized from the neighborhood. Well, I'm not saying I'd leave it there. I'm saying somebody else would have to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or I'd have to, like, do pooper scoopers exist? This used to be a thing. Everybody made jokes about the existence of a product with that name. They do, but then you're just... Yeah, I, I'm, I've got to bring that thing in my house well, and wash it off the, in the sink. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, and you don't want that. I got no hose out in the yard to spray it down with. <laughs> Good point. That might be the worst of all pot. I think I, yeah, I think I, I might like the glove before I, I like, I'll just bring metal with shit on it into my house. Yeah, exactly. There's there's not a lot of great. Well, I don't know why I brought that up. Okay, hey, it's my fault. Here, it's not your fault. But here's let's here's, talk about dog shit, Johnny. No, we're done with your fucking garbage segment. It's back to mine. Here's what I like. I want to run home when I, so I didn't realize because my life is relatively simple compared to a lot of things. I like to run home when I am within easy walking distance to walk home. I don't have any time pressure. Or at least not difficult time. It's not like run home. It's like, oh, if we had this, it'd be good. And then there's no animal there. And I certainly don't have to drive and all that stuff. But if all these things align, and it's and this, it's not by no means is this the only example. But this recent example of I'm in a park that's a block from my house. And we could use another bottle of wine. Gina's like... Who should go home to get it? And then she doesn't want to go, and I do want to go. So that's great. And I'm like, I'll go get it. I'll be right back. First off, Gina is thrilled because now she gets like 20 minutes in the park without me yapping at her. So that's pretty good. But then I walk home, and to me, especially like this was dusk on the 4th of July. There's like fireworks going off. It's the best vibes imaginable. I walk in the house and it's like I can do fucking anything I want. I here's here's all I have to accomplish. Go to where the wine is. I I, I have like one of those freezer bag things. So I, I'm gonna pull it out of the fridge. I'm sorry it's not a yeah, this is this is a bottle of rose. It's not a crisp white. Uh but I, I pull it out of the fridge, put it in that freezer bag, I zip it up, and now it's like I'm the coolest guy in the world. If I turn around right now, I'm there in no time flat, but that's boring. So now it's like, well, let's just walk around. First off, I'm going to pee like twice and be in like the best shape for having to pee for a while. I'm going to go. I'm going to find the liquor. I'm like, 4th of July. I'm having a good day. What about a little bonus shot? Johnny could have a little bonus shot as a treat, and he does have it. I I go back out into the kitchen. I'm like, I'm going to be the hero when I get back there. I'm going to find like some weird snack or something. And I walk around and I find like, oh, here's like, here's some fruit or here's some nuts or here's a bag of chips. And I throw that in the bag too. And then when I show back up with them, like, look what I got for us. I'm the coolest guy in the world. And then I'm like, what about, what about three more bonus shots? I get three more bonus (laughs) shots. I do whatever I want. No one's there to judge me because I'm the hero. Ran back to the house getting this stuff. And then. I make my casual walk back. I got all this weird stuff I brought. And I'm like, look at this. It's cool, right? And I'm like, here's a stuffed animal I found. Look at it. And then we have even more fun than before I left. I love wandering home when I can do it under my, under my circumstances. How much of the enjoyment 
derived from the fact that you had already polished off one bottle of wine. Well, I mean, to be clear, it was Gina and I had split one bottle of wine. So. I, yeah, no joke. Like, it's not, I'm, 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 I'm just saying, like, this wasn't like, I'm fucking out there, man. It's like, I, I had half a bottle of wine over an hour and a half or something. Not like, I don't know about you. That's not, that's not like exciting times to me. No, that does sound but like it, it, it certainly contributes. I, I guess I haven't had an opportunity to run home under those circumstances lately. I, I, I'm going to have to find one. It, 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 it's, it's, it's just, I don't know what it is about that vibe, but getting back and just being like, I'm grabbing some stuff and then heading back out. I used to have, uh, there's a, a, a cafe right on the lake near our house in Edgewater before we moved. And it would sometimes be the same. Either, like, it was similarly really close to our apartment. And so sometimes if, like, the, like, if the line at the bathroom is long, it'd be like, I'm running home. And I just run home and pee and come back. And, but still, it was a similar sort of thing to just be like, I am free. This is my house to do with what I please. But also, like, I have access to all this stuff, and I'm going to take something back. And it's going to be cool. I don't know. I, I, I can't really express this. I feel like you're not going with me on this, but I, I feel very strongly that I love this. I, I'm happy for you. I'm not here to, to yuck your yum. Maybe each couple has to have one who enjoys the run home and one who does not. And I may be on Gina's side of things. Yeah. Although, again, you are doing the run home, like, in the car. Maybe this is also a downside of not living in a real city. And uh, there's a park near here, but uh, we don't really walk over there and just drink wine and watch fireworks because it's a small park. So maybe that's an aspect of it. But We'll see. I have more to say about this park later in the episode. (laughs) I, I really enjoy the park I live next to now. I, it was not a thing that I had particular concern about when I moved here, as in instantly it's my favorite thing about where I live. That's great. But uh, it's time for our next segment. Uh, we're going to do the, the playlist game, I Like This Better. Now, Aaron, I talked to you a little bit ago. We confirmed that you were excited and willing those two things in some order uh to do the segment and so before we get into it we'll do the extremely brief for the listener we did a previous version of this game we made a playlist and the only hook is that each person when you add a song to the playlist you have to say i like this song better than any other song on the playlist and so then we also have the side rule like you can't use a song from the previous playlist And so you won't use any of those. We've got a new playlist now. As long as you like your song the best, that's fine. And then uh, the only other hook is that if you get here and you say, well, my favorite song is already on the playlist, then uh, you just say that and then the the playlist is over and we'll start a new one. Um, I think it's important to acknowledge that there's been a lot of contention about this game in the past and like whether people are appropriately or inappropriately raising the stakes. But then last week, someone chose a song that was already on the playlist in some ways, but in some ways not. And nobody cared at all. So I, I, you were aware of this. Jen picked This Must Be the Place by Talking Heads. And then weeks later, Margaret selected This Must Be the Place by Talking Heads, but the version from... Stop making sense. Do you think that is legitimate? 
I do. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Did you know that what Margaret's thoughts were about the song and where you were trying to recreate a Paul Whitehair situation no. with having her on? No, oh. I did not know. I, um, when I had Paul on, I that was 100% intentional because I thought <laughs> it was really funny that Matt selected God Only Knows because I knew how strongly Paul felt about it. And I was like, I'm just going to put it on Paul and see what he does. But when I had Margaret on, I had absolutely no idea. And I, I assume most people who are cool think that this must be the place as a good song. A good song. But then sure. but when she told me that like this version was like a big song at our wedding, I had absolutely no idea. Okay. So yeah, that, that this time it was not intentional. I was not trying to wreck the game again. That, <laughs> it's a great question. That was my first thought when I heard it. I was like, man, how does this keep happening? So it 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 seems like what's really occurred. Well, no, one of two things has occurred. Either one, uh, every or one or both of these things has happened. One, it could be that everybody sincerely believes that the stop making sense version of the song is significantly better. And I'll be perfectly honest, I had not given this question a lot of thought. I've listened to both songs several times since then. And I really believe that the Stop Making Sense version is significantly better. So I'm totally fine with that as an answer. It's also possible that within this group, uh, Margaret is beyond reproach in a way that Matt Schmidt is not. (laughs) <laughs> that's remotely possible I think that it's just a thing that people might be like you know what I'm not I think Margaret did a cool job I like what she said <laughs> and then it's pretty also pretty fun to be like Matt Schmidt you son of a bitch <laughs> picking the wrong song you did a bad job by you Matt Schmidt I so, love that that happened right before the draft too so it was it was such wonderful just a time a weekend of giving Matt Schmidt about it, shit about it yeah wonderful Matt Schmidt shit. That, that's, that's a lot to ask. Yeah, I couldn't pull that off. I tried. I should have known my limits. Well, after all of that exciting discussion, does this sound like a game you'd like to play? I will play it. Now, and then bef- one last thing before we go. I, I think this is just a, an opportunity for like full disclosure. I, I was setting you up uh, earlier today about like the things we would discuss. And I was like, we're going to play this game. And you expressed some concern, skepticism about like your music knowledge. And you were like, I don't know if I can step here. So do you still feel that way? Or do you think you came up with a song that everybody's going to be just thrilled by? Uh, I, I, I still feel that way, but I'm willing to play it. But yeah. Sometimes when you guys talk about music, it's almost like being on that basketball chat that you guys have going where I, I, I I've heard some of the names but I don't really know what you're talking about. And I feel that way about music sometimes, but what the hell? I'll let my, I'll, uh, I'll just be self-conscious about it. Okay. I say, let's do it. Aaron, what song do you like better? So one that's been on my mind was the flaming lips. Yoshimi battles the pink robots. I think I'm not intimately familiar with all the songs on the playlist, but I think I can say I like that. Better than this, personally, better than the songs that are on the playlist. 
I, for all the concern you might have expressed, I mean, boy, did you did you go to a good place here? I think this will be a popular choice. It's at the very least a very popular choice with me. I, I got to give my friends Ben and Kelly uh, some credit. They walked out of their wedding with uh, that song. The, oh, that's uh, lovely. Last weekend, so kind of been on my mind to listen to that album again. So I, that's how I got to that one. Oh, I'm comfortable a, with it. It's a great song. It's a great album. It's a great band. I I, 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 I think you crushed it here. I didn't want to escalate too much either. I was concerned about that. So no. I don't. But I think that's perfectly reasonable choice. This is one of my favorite things about the game is the extent to which, first off, people have very different ideas about how much you should escalate from one song to the next. But then also people have such different ideas of what those escalations would be. So is how much I mean now. For me, I I put my song on the playlist, and I really like that Alex Cameron song. Ain't nobody else give one fucking shit about that Alex Cameron song. So that's fine. The exciting mover here seems to be, this must be the place. So you think, is, is am I correct in evaluating your opinion as, you think this song is a little bit better than this must be the place, but also it's not like one of your very favorite songs. Yes, except I would I don't know if I'd even say it I think it's better. I like it better. But I wouldn't put it in my like top five or anything like that. So I, I'm glad you said you like it better, because as we discussed, if you yeah. don't think you like it better, that's how you that's the only way to fail the game. I like it better, I'm not gonna say it. It's but but this like is it. not like one of your favorite songs. Uh you know not not way up there. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I enjoy it. It's on my my playlist of songs I put on when I just want music to play. So yeah, see, this is one of my favorite songs. It, it's probably I don't know if I was going to make a list. Probably in the top like fifty or so for sure. Fifty. I, I enjoy the song a lot. Listen to it. it's on my you know Spotify top played most years, but mm-hmm. uh, not at the very very top. Did you have any inclination to do like a uh, Bill Simmons esque top thirty three right there? <laughs> this is actually one of the top 32, 32 songs out there for me. I wish I would have. I wish right, I you're right on the verge of it. I thought you were going there. Okay, so no, but that's that's extremely fair. But you, so if I were to have you back on in a month and five more songs were on the playlist, you wouldn't have any concerns that you would be narrowing things down for yourself here. I don't think so. I mean, if uh, somebody else escalated it, then you will know, see. But I. But I again, what would escalate? I mean, to me, it. it has been escalated. But to you, you're like, well. No, no, there's there's tons of room. I see, I, but that's that's what's tough. I I want to ask you for a song that would be in your top ten, but I don't think it's fair because I feel like this playlist is going long, and that we're yeah. going to have a lot of stuff here before we actually get to where people are feeling challenged. Yeah, we're not we're not going to discuss it any further. Okay, Aaron, it's time for our next segment. It's time for me to ask. What sauce are you bringing to the table this week? This week, I have a homemade berry compote. Homemade berry uh, compote. Hell yeah. Yeah. I got to give Jordan credit again. She is the sauce expert in the house. It's actually, she is surprisingly the one who made it, not me. Um, but she made it about a year ago, and we're almost out. But it is all berries that she and I picked 
in Alaska last wow. year. So she gave me the list of what's all in it. So let me look, take a look. It is blueberries, salmon berries. Um, I was doing that by memory because I've lost the, I've just completely lost the list. You gotta cut this. I'm not cutting shit. Uh, raspberries, blackberries, and then like sugar and lemon juice and lemon zest. So we were in Alaska and there's just wild berries everywhere. So just any little hike we were doing. Or so this is like not that. like you went to the berry farm. This is just like you're right. in the wilderness. You're just in the wilderness or, um, so there's like a mountain there. There's a ski resort in the wintertime, but just a hiking area in the su- summer. So we just wandered around picking those. I helped with some. There was, we were on that ski resort mountain. She, I think we were just putting them in a hat. We didn't bring a bag or anything with us. So she was putting them in a hat. What kind of hat? Like my, uh, I got like a, like a brown brim all the way around hat for like the rain. Adventure hat. Sense. Sounds good. Is that what it's called? This hat right here. Let me lock in my uh, image here for the episode real quick. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. All right. So that hat. (laughs) You'll see this picture attached to the uh, episode when this comes out. It's really, really good. So you fill this hat with uh, delicious berries. And then they spilled everywhere, and this um, segue tour... Ran over all of them. Segway tour. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the modern version of the marching band at the end of uh, Naked Gun. That's incredible. We had had a good amount, and she's like, I want some more. So I, like, took a seat on a bench or whatever, just hanging out, and she went to get more. She came back. She was so disappointed that the Segway tour had run over them all, so we had to go back, and I helped refill the hat. so. So anyway, she tried to make a jam at our Airbnb, we didn't know what else we were going to do with pounds of berries she had picked. Um, and it didn't quite turn out right, but it turned into this nice compost sauce that we've used now on oh, toast and other like granola and stuff like that for breakfast and everything for about a year. Two so sentences. Well. Distinguish jam from compote. Uh, it's a lot thinner, I guess. Um, more of a sauce than jam. Would you consider jam a sauce? Uh, but much, much thinner is, the, I think, probably the biggest difference, as far as I can tell. It's sweet. Thin uh, jam. jam is, yeah, like a thin jam. So it, you, we put it on a lot of mostly breakfast stuff, eat at breakfast. According to you, what's the thickest jam you've ever heard? Like a Smucker's? I don't know. Okay, fair. Um, so this this stuff sounds really good. It is good. And it sounds like you did. You did. You was this all made in Alaska, and you brought it back? Yeah. So that's we crazy. Airbnb, we had an Airbnb, and she had tried to turn in the jam. We just had these bowls full of berries. So you know, finally, on one of the last days we were there, it was raining, and so she did whatever she needed. I have no idea how it's actually made. She made it, and was hoping it would become a jam, and it didn't. But she found some shop and bought these little jars and. Put it up in jars, wrapped it up in some clothes, stuffed it in a suitcase, and shipped it home. So she was she made this stuff, 
that was jam or jam adjacent, wasn't pleased with it, did some more stuff and improved it. And then by that way, she pumped up the jam. She did indeed. She pumped up the jam. Yeah. Extremely good work by her. It sounds delicious. It It sounds like you're loving it. Man, that sounds like good stuff. And the idea that this is like your own labor, your own finding the berries, and then also, I, I did never thought. I thought for sure it was either you shipped all those berries home or you put them in some weird f- dry ice thing and got them home. But no, you just made the shit, took it home, and you're enjoying it a year later. That's incredible. Yeah, we're about out, but it's lasted us a while. Put on some ice cream and stuff. So you going back to Alaska uh, to get some more? We're go- no, not well, not anytime soon. No, are you, no. How about this? Are you gonna go any place else where they have berries? We're going to Iceland next month. I don't know the berry situation there. It seems like it'd be a similar climate as Alaska, so maybe. Is is custom stuff purely international borders? Did they give you any shit about bringing compote back from Alaska? So, yeah, we didn't get – I think that would be an issue on international. We didn't get any shit in Alaska. We we put in a checked bag. Um, it was just wrapped in jars. We wrapped it up in towels and stuffed it in the shoes and – keep it from shattering but yeah um yeah we didn't get anything about shipping it back uh but yeah i think i don't know how customs would be about doing something like that you ever do that uh that egg drop in like middle school science you know i'm talking about i don't know what you're talking about you got you got you got to get an egg and you got to drop it onto the ground like off a building and you got to do something to protect it oh yeah we call it that egg drop. You call that something else? We, I don't remember what we called it. It was in time, like the idea was to try and make the thing like, I don't know, storm proof or earthquake proof exactly, or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I don't remember egg being well, but I remember doing the, the gist of it. Yeah. I did that and I just, I just wrapped the egg up in a sock and put it in my shoe <laughs> and they dropped it and it bounced up real high, but it was still fine. It's pretty fun. Brilliant. Yeah. I enjoy the egg drop. This is what passed for science where I grow up. They're like, oh, you're the number one scientist <laughs> now. You thought how to keep an egg safe. Um, it's time for our next segment. And uh, this one. Now, we were discussing before how there were some contentious segments and some contentious thing that, that happened on segments. This might be the most contentious of all. Because this next segment is called 10 Minutes of Cubs Talk. Uh <laughs> I'm going to start a timer. All right. And we got 10 minutes. We can just say whatever we want about the Cubs. 10 minutes. Started. Let me make sure that's going to go off, too. Yeah. Okay. There we go. How are you enjoying your Cubs this year? You know, I actually am enjoying the season. It's been, I think it's a fun squad. I like a lot of the individual players. But it is really frustrating to see the team just like stuck in the mud. I enjoyed the first couple of months, the last month, even with the so when they were winning. You liked that part. No, even when they got bad for a minute in what May. You enjoyed May. May was the was shit. I, it, it was still fun to watch. I, I think it was the fun guys to root for and stuff. But I think they're all getting down. I think the energy is different, and um, it's kind of a drag. I turn, you know, I don't even finish the games. I I, I don't watch very often anymore. Turning games off, so. It was fun for a minute. I, I I wish they would just keep the team together and play it out, even if 
it's a long shot to make the playoffs because I don't I don't really know what the point is of dealing what we have because I don't think we'll get a lot. Um, so I don't. It, it's kind of a bummer, and it's it's a real bummer to see like not a whole lot of progress since twenty one. I I think that I am in pretty solid agreement with you that I think most Cub fans have weird ideas about what buying or selling at the trade deadline means this year. Because if, boy, like we are, Jed Hoyer has been pretty adamant that this is not a rebuild, that we were just going through some stuff. But like, so we can't possibly say that we're not trying to win in 2024. And if that's the case, what are you trading that you're excited about getting your returns on? Like, I don't know if fans think you can still flip a guy like Strowman for like a cease Jimenez package, but you can't. So that's not going to happen. I mean, even that package was for Quintana with years of control. Yeah. Like, like, like Strowman here is a free agent after the season unless something terrible happens, in which case he's a fucking anchor for next season. (laughs) Right. It's you better hope he opts out. Because uh, if he doesn't opt out at this point, it, it, it's a disaster for yeah, you. That means it, yeah, it fell apart. So, you know, I just don't know how in Bellinger, you know, who knows if that's for real. And even if Bellinger, I think, is such an I I know that there are people who are believers and think he's come back. But like, I sent out those. We have our little side yeah. group thing. You, he doesn't hit the ball hard eyes. enough. Yeah, it's not real. He hit, a, he hit, like the other day, he hit two home runs, and I saw that both of them were literal one out of 30 ballpark home runs. Oh, would not have yeah. been, a, like, either, neither home run would have gone out of any other stadium. In that case, they were just fly balls that most places don't even get to the warning track. Yeah, so I don't think he's, and, and so, it's I mean, not I like I know this and the other teams don't. Like, the Yankees yeah. are going to get fooled. The Yankees know, like, no. You want to talk about some bullshit home runs? Go to Yankee Stadium if you're a left-handed hitter. But still, yeah. it's just that's not it's not a real comeback. And he's still playing first base a lot. I don't. I think his yeah, legs are I, fucked up. You think so? I think is they just don't have a first baseman. And they they talk him in serviceable in center field. I'm not sure. He's been out there, and he made like a really he made a pretty slick play the other day. I mean, he had another play where he lost the ball in the lights, but. Uh, he seems like he's okay out there, but I, I, don't, I just don't think there's much value there. And I mean, I like the guy. I like watching him play. I like watching Horner and Happ and all those guys play, but man, they just seem to be up in their own heads a lot. Saya, especially. I don't know what happened to him. Saya has, if you dig into his stuff, his numbers are hard. so goofy where he hits the ball hard on the ground, but if the, he hits the ball in the air, all the power is gone. And like you can, like they, I don't know, I don't even, it might only be on fan graphs, but there is a website that will split it out and it shows that his ground balls are way above average exit velocity and his fly balls are way below average. And it's like, do you just have like a swing path problem? It's a swing issue, right? So, but like, whatever it is, it's like, God damn, like, you just, we just we hope and pray you hit a bunch of ball? ground ball doubles down the line. That's not going to happen. Like what a terrible combination! Yeah, it's like I hit the ball, the day, crush it on the ground. Maybe I'll get some singles, but every time you hit the ball in the air, your slugging right fielder cannot possibly do anything. Aaron Lauder's throwing his earbuds around. It's gonna be that's the frustrating part right now. Is you know they put money into Saya and obviously Swanson. 
Tayon. Oh my god. Uh, Jameson Tyon is like <laughs> we're uh, And they're all bad. So it's like they're they're spending money. Well, Swan- it, Swanson has been great. Swanson has been great. I love it Swanson. Is, what's especially insane is if you look at all the other free agent shortstops from last I year. I know, right? He's the only one you even won on your fucking team. I was like, God damn, I wish we could go just sign Correa or Turner. It's like fucking no you don't. They they suck. I I loved Turner. I was like, just spend mm-hmm. extra money. And then when Correa went for really barely more money than Swanson did, I yeah. was like, what are we doing? But obviously, yeah, I take I take dance over all those guys now. And I love watching them play defense. It seems he's, like- he's a lot of fun to watch, too. And um, I, that's the thing. Early in the season, I was like, I don't know if this team's going to be worth a damn, but they're fun to watch. I enjoyed watching Nico. I enjoyed watching Dansby. But it's really kind of – they look like they're having time anymore, so that really takes a lot of the fun out of it, but – Nico is quietly one of the big disappointments of the season now. He has just been like month over month declining, and it's just he's like it's it's great that you're like, move, like he's a cool team guy. Yeah, clearly it's it's constant. He got his, you know, he he made his money, but it, it's still like he's going to come out of this contract, and it's costing him money that he's playing second base instead of shortstop. That's a hundred percent a thing, but it's good yeah. for the team. But then just like watching his offense go down and it's like he's not an interesting player anymore. And the steals are nice, but like that's the only thing. Like he, he, he's not hitting enough to, to be a difference maker even with the defense. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. He's, he at least got that one season of showing he could play shortstop if it came down to it, but it's what four years away now. So, yeah. Um, and you know, he's there now, although he had a, Bill Bonehead play the other day where like some short hopper just bounced right off his glove. Yeah. So, um, it, it's just, uh, it seems like the money they've spent, with the exception of obviously Strowman and Dansby, doesn't seem to be paying off. And then, you know, they're not exactly big spenders. They're not going to go get Shohei or anything. No, that's off and the table. So, I don't, I don't know what the, the hope is. They're going to get another B level crop of free agents and, and they're going to be just not quite good enough to make a difference, I guess. So it'd be then you have just this expensive, below average team, and that's just the worst thing to watch. I mean, that's what they are right now. Is it's, I mean, that's what sucks about it. Is like I know obviously they're still paying Hayward this year, and there's still right. money on the books in that way. But even clearing that stuff off, like some of the clearing off this offseason is going to be like guys like Bellinger and Stroman. Right. Who, yeah. Like Strowman, I'm a hundred percent a believer in, but it is hard to say extend the extend a small thirty three year old pitcher. I'm not so sure I am a believer. He's having by far and away his best season of his career. Yeah, he's had a few shaky starts even the last. Month but too, he's so. all he's also definitely calmed it down some. Yeah, um, I, I, I and then not. Bellinger, I'm really not. But also Bellinger, you can't even. I, I believe Bellinger got the qualifying offer before. So if you don't trade him, he's gone. He's walking, and you don't get anything back. He did. Yeah, I think so. Oh, so yeah, I mean, good. honestly, I guess you have to trade something. him. There's but... no way, especially with the Cubs. Like, that's the other thing to get into is the farm system, which again, Jed says we did not rebuild. Well, I hope you. F- I fucking hope you didn't rebuild because this is peaking at like what the eighth. 10th, 12th best farm system with no real stars on. Like people always wanted to compare this to 2014, 2015 Cubs. We do not have those guys in the minor leagues. They're not coming. 21 
the 21 sell-off was going to recreate all that. And that is not yeah, what it's we not have happened. at all. You know what looks especially bad? The fucking you Darvish trade. We traded for all those like 16-year-olds, and they're still fucking shit. I thought Cassie was okay. Did he come from the Darvish trade? Oh, is Cassie the Darvish trade? I thought so. I could if he's the Darvish trade, that's solid. But still, it's not enough. It's that's not, still a salary dump. I thought it was no. if that, if that if, if if he is from that he he seems legit, but again it's not like he's a top twenty no, prospect no, or anything. Is. But like if if you said a year from now who is that guy other than PCA it's him. Yeah, and then you know then you get shit like Davis though, and what's the point of even getting excited about these prospects? Yeah. <laughs> I mean like like I I optimistic early season you'd say Brennan Davis is like on the major league team by now. And instead yeah, it seems like he's dead. Like he's not yeah, going to have a major league career. If you, if, like, if you, his over under for career war is zero. And if he has 0.1, you're like, wow, it turned out okay for him. Yeah. It's like Braylon Marquez. We all thought he was, and then like, he, he, he'll never see the bigs again. And it's gone. So, you know, what else has done that was 10 minutes on the that is. Yeah. Well, that was unpleasant. God, everybody fucking that. Remember, <laughs> hey, you know what the best part is? I don't think we ever said PCA's actual name. So think, hmm, Matt Schmidt, if he listens, he'll enjoy that. And then I, I assume Lee would know. Anybody he else? Be awesome, but I don't even know if he's going to be that good, to be honest with you. But I, yeah, okay. Here's the bonus thirty That's seconds. A whole other conversation. Yeah, we've seen these fucking guys. Like the defense is unassailable. Sure, he's going to play. How much is that going to? But it's like. Cool, we have Albert Almora. You don't, you, well, no, Almora's defense was always a lie. <laughs> yeah. uh, he doesn't walk, and the power is okay, but it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't look like it's really going to play. It doesn't look like it's going to be like a thing that carries, and it's not like he's hitting even, he, he, he hit for much more average last year. It wasn't like, like 260 or something. It's, yeah, he's not like, he's, he's not putting up Matt Mervis numbers. Yeah. You know who is putting up Matt Mervis numbers again? Matt Mervis. Matt Mervis. <laughs> let's do it. Let's just go again. Who cares? I saw some bullshit on the athletic. Like, the Cubs have a hole at first base. Why is Matt Mervis still in the minors? And I was like, hey, dipshit, did you not see what happened? He, okay. He only got 99 plate appearances. Well, I, could, I mean, look. I mean, if they do trade Stroman and, and, and Bellinger, then obviously Morell and Mervis have to be at first and third every day. For the rest that's of the just what I was going to say is here's what's nice is they clearly should sell. And they're gonna whatever that means it isn't much, but once they do it, sorry Trey Mancini, sorry to this man, you should probably just cut him even though he's owed money for next year. It's not that much. What a disaster! It keeps yeah. this this season is a great uh, example of how everybody wants to be like, well, you don't have to worry about first base DH. You can get anybody there. The Cubs <laughs> spent money on those positions, and look what they got. Like, I guess Hosmer wasn't actually money, but it was right, a yeah. roster spot. And then Trey Mancini, they gave him more money to, and they have the worst first base slash DH situation in the entire major leagues by, like, a huge margin. And they had what seemed like a real prospect to go in there. And everybody has fucking sucked shit. But, you know you know what would fix that? Shohei Otani. Oh, he could fix everything. He really could. $600 million. Just give it to him. Offer it the first day. Why not? It's not my money. That's what I did in the show, and it worked out just fine. Yeah, okay. So If uh, Pat's friend Chris is listening, hire this man. <laughs> put him in the ear of uh, ownership, and we just, like, how, like, 
if he if he gets six hundred million the first day, he probably should just take it, right? He might just take it. You should he probably might. buy it. <laughs> okay, that was twelve minutes on the Cubs. I'm really yeah, sorry to the listeners. I, I can keep going, but we can change it. No, and here's what's really unfortunate: is we have a very questionable segment coming up. But this is what I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, let's talk about tattoos. Yeah. Hey, Aaron Lauder, you got any tattoos? I have one. I'll hear about that. Uh, so it's on my forearm here. It wraps around my forearm, and it is it is a snake? The, no, it is um, the squiggly line line from Charlie Brown's T-shirt around my forearm. It looks really good, and, and it has got that like not totally solid fill. Like yeah, which hurt fe- like a bitch. Exactly. Yeah, oh, t- tell me about results. that. Well, so you had to, he had to do the outline on each, so that's two zigzags around the whole arm. And then before filling it in, he went through and marked little circles for all of the wow. ink spots that were getting yeah. missing. So it turned out what could have been a very simple tattoo into a probably, I don't know, it three and a half hours or so. So it was. But it I, it looks great. Like it, it is very well executed. It yeah. is distinctively that specific stripe, and it doesn't have to be. Like it, it could have been done differently. So whatever they did was right. I never would have guessed that was how they had to do that. I yeah, definitely I mean, would have thought either. that they was just like, oh, you know, just fill it in kind of casual and see what happens. Well, it was actually it was a guy I I knew, like an acquaintance of mine. So I sent him oh, you, one of your three thousand friends. One of my three thousand friends. Um, I sent him a message saying I wanted to get my first tattoo, and I had found, you know, just like some comics that had a, a good shot of it. And I was like, I'd like it to look like a comic like this, and, and he was down for it. And um, so it was fun. It was fun to do it with him and everything. So, how much did it hurt? It hurt. It hurt. It hurt a lot. Um, did it, it only fun. hurt, or did it tickle some? It hurt. I, I mean, it, so the top of the arm was was okay. But the, the kind of underside, you know, the inside of the arm, that hurt quite a bit more. Do you um, think that if you were someone else, we don't have to name any names, but someone like me who is like much more muscular, it would not have hurt them as much? Probably not, because I am I'm a very weak individual. And so it probably hurt me more than it would hurt most people. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But, but on the whole, like more than you expected hurting. Uh, actually, I would say less than I expected her. You were very concerned about I it. I was concerned it was going to be the most painful experience of my life, and it, it was not that. It, okay, it really quick sidebar. What's spot. the most painful experience of your life? Shoot. Um, man, I really don't know. That's a good question. I think I've been pretty fortunate in that regard. Maybe this was the most painful experience of your I life. I guess it might have been, yeah. I guess it's just a pretty low bar. Yeah. Yeah, well, lucky me. Cause I can't even think of one. Nothing even jumps out. Um, but still, I mean, there's still a range, and it, it could have been much worse, it sounds like. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be agony. but And also, like, as soon as the needle, if I'm like, hey, it hurts, he'll take it off. It doesn't hurt anymore. Give so you a break. Get a break. Yeah, yeah, it's not like it hurt for days or hours or anything like that. It when it was done, was it, was it, how, yeah, how did it feel once it was done? As soon as it was done, it was fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, even in even the middle of it, if he took the needle away, it didn't hurt anymore. So after it was done, they put like a little clear bandage on it. I kept that on there for a couple of days, so it didn't get didn't peel or anything too bad. And and then it, it would kind of tingle, I guess, once in a while, just as it healed. But 
it wasn't painful after that at all. I would do it again if I had another idea that I really liked or something. What? Why? Why did you decide that was the tattoo for you? I had thought about getting one for a while, um, but hadn't had an idea of something that I would actually, you know, enjoy for a long time. And um, I, I've always liked Peanuts comics for as long as I can remember, and I couldn't think of a way to do it. And I'm not sure how it occurred to me exactly to to do it like that, rather than just like putting Charlie Brown's face on my arm or some something. Um, so. Uh, so once I decided I had started dating Jordan Jordan's got a number of tattoos so she encouraged me to go ahead and do it and like the idea and so we, she went with me held my hand and all that did you consider getting the tattoo around your belly like where his shirt is so when I when I was like searching like Charlie Brown tattoos I definitely saw in fact that might have been the idea that's so I bad it's who had so bad it, but I was like I'm not going to do that but what a bad idea for a tattoo <laughs> Like it's a nice little motif to like evoke Charlie Brown without being yeah. just Charlie Brown yeah. on my body, but I would not put it on my on my belly. And I will say, like at the moment you see it, it is evocative of Charlie Brown. It is it is a jagged stripe, which when you just hear the description of it, sounds like it could be whatever. But when you see it, you know instantly that's what it is. So yeah, a lot of the common people look at it and then they kind of turn their head sideways, and like, is that Charlie Brown? And so like people catch it, but yeah. it's like it's not super obvious right away. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm glad I got it. I'm happy with it. Glad you got it. Happy with it. Uh, when did you get it? Uh, it would have been right about five years ago, actually, because it was the summer Jordan and I had just started dating, which would have been 18. Okay. So, yeah, five years. Uh, I would like to walk through several ideas I've had about tattoos. Let's do it. I don't have any tattoos. Uh... I used to think I would never get one, and then at some point I was like, I will definitely get a tattoo. But now I'm on the fence. So what's the, your what's your hesitation? Why did you think you would never get one? I think it has to be perfect, or I'll kill myself to destroy it. Do you that, identify with I, that at all? That's how I felt about. It. I had to be very very sure. I probably had this idea for almost a year before I finally pulled the trigger on it. Make sure I was still into it. Kind of like if before you spend a certain amount of money, you should like put it in your cart for a week, and then if you come back and still want it, it's kind of like that. And uh, so when I still liked it, then I went and pulled the trigger. So the first idea I had that I now this is what's tough. This is I'm certain this is a huge part of why I don't have a tattoo. Is I came up with an idea that I loved. And I considered acting on it, honestly, for, I would say, over two years. And now I'm confident. I'm glad I don't have it. Well, what was it? So down my left forearm, right here, nice. A big one. Big, smooth area. An extremely simplistic uh, line score from Game 7 of the 2016 World Series. It would be nothing but, they said there's no innings and no R-H-E at the end, just the digits. Just the numbers. And so it, there'd be little gaps in between each three innings, and there'd be the 10th inning, and then a final score at the end. And so it would just be that right through there. I still think that's a cool idea, but I, I also do don't too. especially want a Cubs tattoo anymore. I feel like that's lame. Really? 
because the one thing I'm disappointed is like me and my brother talked about getting Cubs tattoos if they won, and we still haven't done it yet. Well, you can and have that you if you want it. I do think that's bad. a cool idea. You might have to go on a different arm given what you've got already. Yeah. But, but um, ju- especially because it's just the numbers, and then obviously we as men, it's very easy to have that as like the sleeve th- like on your sleeve, but you can, it's, it's so easy to cover up. And I mean, I've thought about doing more on this forearm. You could, you could, you could just go on, right down so. the line. But I yeah, love the idea of it just being the numbers. There's I no team names at the beginning. And so it's immediately identifiable to a Cubs fan. And it looks, I mean, it will have digits other than one and zero, but otherwise might as well be binary code to anybody else. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I like it. Okay. I think you should do it. I'll go with you. You, you hold my hand. Yeah, that's the important part. That's what I needed to finally do it. Uh, that is probably the most happy, positive thought I've had about getting a tattoo. Hey! Everything hey, else there. is much more negative. I don't think that would hurt either. I don't, it, it is also appealing to me that there's like no solid anything. It's just a yeah. series of very broken up stuff. Maybe I should get back on board with this. I'm not um, idea. What else you got? We're going to go out of order. Uh, next one I'll do, maybe we'll do these in like an order of depression. Okay. I also just love Snorlax. I okay. would, are you familiar with Snorlax? I know that I've heard and read that term, but there, there's, it's empty in my head right now. I can't see anything. Snorlax is a Pokemon. And there you go. he's okay. a big fat guy who likes to take a lot of naps. And I think he's the best. Now, perhaps you recall, I do have a pink hat that has Snorlax on yeah, it. Yeah. And he's like right. sitting, okay. he's like leaning back on his butt and his legs are out in front of him and he's taking a nap. It might, it would probably be an image like that. That would be upper arm, shoulder area I could see. I like Snorlax a lot. I like hanging out with the Snorlax. He pleases me. Uh, this one isn't that depressing, but it is a little awkward because I think it draws itself to the back of the neck, which seems like a terrible place for me to get a, a first tattoo. But I uh, love the movie, the movie Phantom Thread. Yeah. And so I guess back of the neck is one place. It feels like that's what he's doing in the movie. But you could do shoulder. You could just do down the arm. Uh, how familiar are you with Phantom Thread? I've only watched it once, but I did enjoy it. So, uh, If you recall, they, they talk about the Phantom Thread being the stuff you right. sneak into it. And then he reveals that he sews never cursed into things. Okay. And then it is a very, you see it, and it's a very specific, like, cursive hand. Yeah. I, I think I can... that specific never cursed that might be the most positive one now that I think about it. You could put that anywhere. You could put that. I don't know why it's in my head. It's like it feels like maybe it's because that's what it, d- it does in the movie. Yeah. Like it feels right. like it's it should power. be at like the low, low base of my neck. But I could put Never Cursed on my forearm. Yeah, for sure. You wear sleeves there. Yeah. There are seams. Okay. I like that one. This is not good for me because you're just encouraging me to get all these tattoos. I think the point of this segment is supposed to be you tell me that these are bad ideas. I'll give you my idea, Vincent, on for a couple of years after you're done. So we'll be on the same team. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. A uh, couple more. 
This one is two parts. It could go any number of ways. I really like both. I like two things that involve the sun. First off, I love the sun. The sun is incredible. It's the giver of life. It's wonderful. Um, I like the phrase, make hay while the sun shines, because that is generally how I feel about things. But I also like that uh, I love the sun, a picture of the sun wearing sunglasses. And so it is. it has occurred to me that I could combine those two things. And I right, could yeah, get sure. some sort of thing that says, make hay while the sun shines. And then perhaps even, you could go even like conceptual. It doesn't have the phrase. It's just like, a farmer throwing hay which, with a pitchfork, and there's a sun with sunglasses up in the sky above him, and it, it gives you the indication of what's going on. What do you think of that? So I'm picturing that across your entire back then. Mm -hmm. That sounds really good. I like it. I am frequently like out and about with my shirt off so people can enjoy that. <laughs> so this yeah. seems like a really good idea, a really good use of my time and money. I feel like it needs a big space. If you're going to have the farmer included. I'm concerned that like my skin tone is not going to be good for that yellow sun to pop off of. And it's just going to look <laughs> fucked up. I thought about playing this in with yellow um, because the shirt's yellow. Mm -hmm. um, but we never figured out a way to make it look even half decent. But yeah, and especially because on one half of my arm, it can be a little tan on the other half. It does not. So that would be a challenge. Yellow is a, a tough one on probably any skin tone. Okay. I like the idea, though. Maybe, honestly, a sun not colored in, and it's got, like, those cool, like, shark fin things right, coming yeah, off exactly. the side, and then he's wearing cool sunglasses and smiling. I like that just like by itself. Or something. Yeah, I yeah. Like, yo, yeah. I like it, man. Okay. I love Moby Dick. This is a crazy one, but I've thought about what if, like, uh, like upper arm on one arm and lower arm on the other arm. So like my whole body is the ocean. Okay. And like in one area, the ship is sinking. And in another area, Captain Ahab is still trying to fight the whale. You hate this one. This one you I think don't, is I so don't hate it. I was trying to picture it. I it like that they're far complex. apart. Like they're not yeah. next to each other even. Oh, it's oh. like it's it's two completely distinct tattoos. But it's getting stuff yeah, going. So I was here. trying to picture how it would work together, and I I know the concept of Moby Dick, but I have not read Moby Dick in fifteen years. So I, um, I'm trying to picture it. I like it though. I like the idea. Boats okay. look cool. Boats make cool tattoos. It's about a sinking boat, and you get yeah. to do like the water around yeah. it and little ripples coming off. I, I'm kind of selling myself on it even more. Ahab looks wonderful. fucking crazy. You got to be committed to both sides, though. Like, if you get the first one, you know. Oh, boy, it looks bad if you only get that one. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck yeah, is you that? You got to make that second appointment just, quick. That's just some mad dude. Who cares? <laughs> is that your dad? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. The last two are uh, the worst. What's the what, Okay. What's the worst possible kind of tattoo? Besides, like, tribal tattoo. I was going to say, just anything that 
is like super attendy, right? Anything that doesn't isn't personal. Okay. Well, so these are a personal to me. Or, um, I don't know. So, are you familiar with the video game Hades? No. There's this video game called Hades, and it's very good. good. Now, here's an important thing to note. Uh, are you familiar with Fred of the Podcast, Pat Polk? Yeah, I am. Okay, so Pat Polk likes Hades, and Pat Polk likes video game music. But what I'm going to talk about is not like video game music like Pat talks about. This is like a regular song. Okay. It doesn't sound like dee 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 whatever. God, Pat is going to be so mad that I did that. <laughs> but it's not like bit music or music from Final Fantasy 3 or whatever. It's like a regular song. If I just heard it on the radio, I wouldn't think anything. You'd be like, this is a sad fucking song they'd be playing on the radio. But otherwise, you'd be like, yeah, this is a, it's not chiptune. It's none of that stuff. There's a song in it. So Hades is about a gentleman who has to uh, go through hell back in old-timey days. We don't need any more details. But uh, there's, there's one place he goes, and there's a woman singing a song there, and she's like, you sure you got to go so bad? Dying, in a lot of ways, is pretty good. Let me read you some lyrics. Farewell to all the earthly remains. No burdens, no further debts to be paid. Atlas can rest his weary bones. The weight of the world all falls away in time. Goodbye to all the plans that we made. No contracts. I'm free to do as I may. No hunger. No sleep except to dream. Mild and warm. Safe from all harm. Calm. Good riddance to all the thieves. To all the fools that stifled me. They've come and gone and passed me by. Good riddance to all. Farewell to all the earthly remains. No burdens, no further debts to be paid. Atlas can rest his weary bones. The weight of the world all falls away in time. This is emo as fuck. No but also, all. like, I, I mean, I love this very much. And I love this game a lot. This game is very meaningful to me. Should I just get a bunch of this no burdens, no further debts to be paid just slapped on my arm? Would that be good? I mean, no, that bums me out, man. That bum- what if I like being bummed out? Hey, like I said, I'm not here to yuck your yum. But well, you think this sucks I, shit? I'm, I'm much more into the sunshine idea than okay. that, whatever that was. Do you want me to get the, the sun with the sunglasses on it before I get that? Yeah, way better. Actually, you know what? Put them both. So just, just right next them. to each other. Yeah, just a really... That's on the sun, going the around a circle. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and guess that you also won't like my Radiohead lyrics. <laughs> Has the light gone out for you because the light's gone out for me? Yeah, veto. So huge veto. I will, I will not hold your hand. Now, are you, is, I, is you this what, an I, aversion I, I, to song lyrics in general? No, it's not. It's an aversion it's song to lyrics. Sadness. It seems pretty um, corny, honestly. I was almost kind of embarrassed to read that to you, both so of us. 
I've thought a lot about song lyrics before, and what I actually one of the biggest problems I've had with multiple tattoos is so many of my ideas that I like are just quotes or just words, and mm-hmm. I just you know other than just writing all over myself, well, how would I try and make it look like something instead? So I just have. You know, I don't dislike song lyrics as an idea, but I think it's it's a tough tattoo to pull off other than you just look like you got something written on yourself. Fair. But I that could just be a lack of creativity on my part, but um but if you just did the uh the radiohead one is at least brief enough that you don't need to cover your entire well, no, no, to be clear, I would pick like a couplet from the Hades thing. I certainly yeah. would not say I my first tattoo is the entirety of a song, including the part that repeats itself down the length of my back, and I'll never see it in my entire life. I, I, so like when I've like searched tattoos or been on Reddit threads or whatever looking at tattoo ideas, I've seen people do like entire song lyrics down like their calf. I think that's also do up. all my friends down their entire calf, which is an absurd song to do because it's just the same fucking yeah. thing over again. But, yeah, for, um, uh, I, I would, uh, if you could come up with a cool way, to turn the song into a tattoo, then I I, think I would be on board. Yeah, but it I, sounds I, like I just it it's like two arches above and below, and they go around the sun with the sunglasses on. I like that the best out of everything we've talked about. I like it. Okay. In fact, the, the Radiohead and the arches around the sun is is pretty brilliant. It's, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's so empty. I despise I that. <laughs> Make Have All the Sunshines next to that is so much better than Has the Light Gone Out for You because the light's gone out for me next to a sun wearing Ray Bans. That's so bad. It just takes the edge off a little. <laughs> does it do that or does it invalidate? <laughs> they both invalidate each other. I'm not doing that one. I'm not doing any of these. If you can hold both ideas in your head at the same time, they can both be on your chest at the same time. Duality of J. That's me. Exactly. Hey, this has been the tattoo segment. I've had I've been wanting to talk about these tattoos forever. So let's let's do that. Is do you have any ideas? Anything you want to throw at me? Just ignoring everything I said. So the closest I've come to doing another one. by the way, a friend of mine and I got very close to getting Game of Thrones tattoos, and I'm glad we did not do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so have you seen the movie Arrival? Yeah. So I enjoy that movie quite a bit. You get that weird language on your arm. I've thought about doing that. Yeah. yeah. And I know it's maybe, like, probably fairly common, but I thought about doing it. How common? I don't, I don't accept that that's that common. I bet. All right. I, well, then I'll take that. That's fine. I thought about yeah. doing it, like, right behind my elbow. Um I haven't decided which word yet, but if I had to pick one, it would probably be time. Uh, back there. So you that's the on, one yeah. I've been thinking on for a long time. But I, I like it. Yet. Yep. Hey, that's fun. So we'll see. Got to find someone to do it well, though, because it's a lot of, I don't want to look like just a black circle back there. Yeah. And like, how about this time? It's not just giant fill in the blank areas. I mean, that's like, the other thing is all that little detail and everything. It might, it might take a while, but at least I think there's more meat back there. It won't hurt as bad. <laughs> I'm definitely not putting it like on the forearm underneath it here. That'll look, that'll, no. And then out. just do a circle that's a foot wide and fill it in on the middle of my back. <laughs> at that point, I'm like, no, fuck it. A circle. I'll tell everybody what it says. You know, it's like the earth from really far away. Just put the dot and don't yeah. Uh, well, Aaron, it's time for our final segment. 
do you have anything you'd like to plug? <laughs> I, I asked Jordan for ideas on what I should plug, and what I came up with was the best thing I have purchased in the last few months was a CPAP machine. So I am plugging. We're nearly 40. We're already 40, guys. Go to the doctor. Tell him what's going on. The CPAP machine has been awesome for me. Let's walk through this. Tell me, start with, what made you think you might need a CPAP machine? Um, so I went to the doctor last year and had high blood pressure and high cholesterol and stuff like that. And so I started talking to my doctor about symptoms I'd be having, including these really bad headaches I was having on one side of my head um, that I thought could be cardiovascular or whatever else. Um, and I had like a million risk factors for sleep apnea. So I finally went in and saw a doctor. They did a sleep study. And I had severe sleep apnea. I probably had for for a few years. So um, it was mostly the headaches and high blood pressure that caused me to go in. So, yeah, I did the study, which is a trip. You got to go to the hospital. They put you in what looks like a hotel room. I always hear that they got like home versions of the test now. You didn't get to do that? I heard too. They didn't give me that option. They told me to go to the place. Okay. And it was bright and uncomfortable and had stickers all over me and everything. Now, can you you Um, still jerk off in there? I mean, I I did. Okay, good. I mean, otherwise, does that count as sleep? I was on camera. I couldn't help myself. Um, So, (laughs) but, you know, I got stickers all over my body and everything. It was weird. But, yeah, apparently, like, I stopped breathing, like, 60 times an hour. and uh, 60 times an hour? Yeah. My blood oxygen level was going down, like, 74 while I was asleep. So, they're like, yeah, you're going to have a lot of problems, and this is going to fix a lot of things. So, the first night, I actually slept, like, all the way through the night for the first time in months. And woke up in a good mood, and Jordan was immediately noticed that I woke up in a much better mood. My blood pressure's gone back down to normal. It's been incredible. And the headaches are gone. Wow. So, yeah. So that's my plug. Just suck it up and go. At least for me, it was really, I hadn't been to a doctor in probably eight years, at period. So, finally made myself go, and... uh yeah, best decision I made all year. It's really good. Oh, so, that's a that's my plug. plug. That sounds like that, a really right? good thing you did. Yeah. How do you, how do you like sleeping with that guy on you? You do okay? It's really not bad. Yeah, I got used to it real quick. Um, I got they have, they have all kinds of types. It's completely quiet. Mine just kind of rests under my nose, and it's all very soft plastic and cloth on the top, and the hose is attached at the top, so it just it it uh, pivots. So if I toss and turn, it just stays one direction. And just wraps right around my nose, very soft. I barely even notice it anymore. So nice. How yeah, long have you had been, it now? Uh, two or three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. I so think. two or three weeks, and you were already like, I don't even already. Notice it. That's already, amazing. Yeah, immediately. Yes, and uh, yeah, I couldn't. It's the best thing I've ever done. So best thing you've There's ever done. There's my blood. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I don't mean to like put the pressure on future guests, but. Aaron literally came on and said something he did three weeks ago is the best thing he's ever done. It, it so really if you're is. thinking of coming on and telling me that you liked a TV show, <laughs> fuck off. Don't even I was, consider I was, it. I was talking to Jordan like, hey, have we watched anything new lately or anything? I feel like we're just watching Always Sunny reruns and shit. And I'm like, what's new? And I was like, yeah, that CPAP machine, man. It's like the best thing. I've been I've been preaching about it nonstop. With That's amazing. Now. I'm yeah. glad to hear about it. It sounds great. Uh I have a plug as well, he said. Good, yeah. Seeing his place within the shadows. Uh, Since I moved, 
I go read in the park every Beautiful. day after work. It's so nice. I live like a block from a nice park. I go over there. I sit in the shade. I got one of those camping chairs. I put it oh, over wonderful. my shoulder and I sit in that. And I'll tell you, I get over there and uh, I, I do feel a little out of place. Most people who are there are like tanning in the sun. And they're like laying out on a blanket or laying out on a towel. Yesterday when I went, no one had a chair but me. And I was like, I look like an old fogey. But today, I had not one but two chair brothers there in the nice. park with me. And if, one of them was even sitting there reading a book just like I was. The other guy was talking to some pretty girl, but whatever. Uh, it's really fun. I like it. Don't tell anybody. But it's at the end of the work day. And like today, I took a little travel mug. I put nice. a little Roman pineapple juice in it. Walked over there, set it in a little cup holder of my thing. Just having the time of my life. This is like the, like, it, like in the morning, I get up and I'm, do the work, write your stuff. I'm fine. Yeah. But then at like two in the afternoon, I'm like, you know what? We're kind of coming up on that time. You're going to be, you, you keep, you keep writing. You do a good job. You'll be in that park reading your book in no time. And it's all I want to fucking do. That sounds great. It is great. So have any of your chair brothers helped you out in a jam if you fucked up real bad yet? No, I don't fuck up that bad. But today, <laughs> one of them was, uh, not where like so another thing my chair brothers are even all of the men in the park are like younger than me and taking their shirts off to tan and so wow. i usually rely on my chair brothers to be chill but today one of my chair brothers the closest one was a really cut guy Oh, Just no. like, like here's like, like uh, the the memes about like all the giant swole guys like reading a book and helping their friends online. He was like one of them. And he was like this giant arms. And he's holding this tiny book out in front of him. I was like, I don't know if I got much to help him with. But then he went and talked to some lady, and the lady didn't want to hear about it. Nice. And for a second, I was like, Do I need to help my chair brother? And I was like, No, my chair brother's probably <laughs> nah, being shitty. Yeah, that's incredible. Um. When we, we were in D.C. A, a few months ago, and we went to a bookstore, wandered into a bookstore and bought a couple books, and we were going to go to this garden afterwards, but it was closed. So we had some time to kill. So we ended up just wandering into a park and sitting there reading and watching people play with their dogs and stuff. It was like the best two hours we had on the trip. It completely unplanned. It was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, to be clear, dogs wandering through constantly great. Yeah. Sometimes they fight each other. Doesn't bother me. I don't got to fight <laughs> yeah, with the dogs. I like it when yeah. the dogs fight each other. Good for me. Get yeah, to see which wonderful. dogs are the toughest. Really cute. That sounds like a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. All that stuff is really good. Uh, but it, 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 I guess you heard about the fucking tattoos I want to get. I already am like, you know, Johnny, this is just going to make it more painful when it gets cold. It's like that voice in my head is like. The tattoos? No, no, I'm, I'm saying me, the person who likes those tattoos, is thinking about how finding this new fun, warm weather, outdoor activity is like, oh. you should not do this because then you are only setting yourself up for more sadness 
when the warm weather goes away. But that's not how to be. You, you no. know what you got to do? You got to motherfucking make hay while the sun shines. Exactly. And today the sun was shining, and I was out there in that park, and it fucking kicked ass. And goddamn right, I'll do it again. You know what? I think next April, once we're a few malorts in, I'm going to find some tattoo parlor close to Wrigleyville, and we're going to wander over there and get things done. Just just line scores down both our arms. That would be the quickest one, so yeah. Yeah, well. so easy. And then, somehow, some way, Paul Whitehair sneaks in at the end and puts like a four for the Cleveland <laughs> side on the, on the thing, and it's all fucked up. I was just thinking about that the whole time you were talking about that. Uh, we, should, we should make him go with us and get the same tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Put like a smiley face next to whatever that fucking home run knocked in the right direction or whatever. I love it so. Aaron, I've had such a fantastic time. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Anytime. Best wishes in the intervening days.